go ahead and dive into the news for this week. Quite a bit to get to here. Um, it always starts as I know how this works by now. It's been a whole season. We're going to do the injury report, which unfortunately this week, they didn't really give too many of the injury designations uh, this week. Uh, just put them on the report. Um, so don't know exactly what a lot of these guys are dealing with, but uh, we'll see if they're able to uh, get back in time. Let's go down the list here, starting off with Cincinnati. Uh, defensive tackle Josh Tupuo. Tupuo? I don't know how to say his name. Uh, he had a knee injury in uh, the game on Saturday. Uh, he's day-to-day uh, to see if he's going to be able to get back uh, for this AFC Championship game. Uh, also, Cincinnati lost defensive end camps uh, sample. He has a groin injury. Um, again, no designation uh, as to what his timetable is. Kansas City, uh, they lose safety Tyron Matthew to a concussion last week. He is in concussion protocol still today. Um, so that's that's really what it's going to come down to if he can clear concussion protocol and be back for next week. Uh, Kansas City running back Daryl Williams, he was a scratch last this last week against uh, uh, Buffalo. Um, so he's dealing with whatever he was lingering from the the Pittsburgh game there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also ended up uh, losing Rashad Fenton, uh, cornerback. So hopefully they can get him back. Cause they, Lord knows they need everything that they can get again with those uh, D, DBs over there. Um, Rams uh, dealing with offensive tackle Andrew Whitworth. Uh, he uh, was a scratch last game. He just wasn't able to get back. So hopefully he can get back for this game. Same thing for safety Taylor Rapp for the Rams. Wasn't able to play last week. Uh, they were trying to get him uh, to to go before the game, but just wasn't able to get it done. So those both are, are going to be in play to see if any one of those two guys can come back for them this week. Um, San Francisco takes the hardest hit this week. Um, starts off with wide receiver Debo Samuel, his ankle injury late in that game. That one's going to – he can't go. That's – uh, sorry, that's a wrap for San Francisco if he can't go. It is. So far, they made a report that he should be okay. Um, that's, the last thing that I saw, he was he was day-to-day. Uh, they said his... he's sore, but okay. Okay. Um, so I'm just saying it's trending in the right direction, but it is still. That's still a major concern. It's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> this can go either way. Uh, but they also ended up losing left tackle Trent Williams, who was seen with a boot uh, uh, on his landing. He was walking around with cut- crutches at the end of that game. So I, they didn't even tell me what the injury was. I know it's a leg injury, but <laughs> he's, I, he is wow. supposed to get x-rays today. So that's going to be big if he can. Right. Maybe if it's one of those high ankle sprains or, or whichever one's the one that you can still play on. It's the low, low ankle sprain. Uh, so if it's a low ankle sprain and they just need to secure it and make sure they immobilize it for a little bit, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But if it's if it's something serious, uh, that's going to be a huge, huge guy to miss. And I'm literally sorry. and figuratively. Yeah. In San Francisco, I mean, as good as much as we talked, I've talked them up. You're going to need – y'all going to need all your horses for this one. I'm sorry. If you're going to pull off another miracle, it's not going to be with missing half, you know, a lot of a lot of holes on your on your routes to missing. That's just not going to come that way. They're also missing uh, running back Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, he went down with an ankle injury in, in the last year. game. Well, he was, he's been playing, and he's actually been a pretty big role to their special teams. Um, so with him going down with an ankle injury in this game, that's one big thing. But then – they don't have any other running backs outside of Eli Mitchell, which we learned yesterday or on Saturday against San Francisco. It's like after Mitchell, it's there's nobody there. Jeff Wilson was the only guy who was healthy enough to even suit up back there. So we'll see if he can he can get right for this game. And then they also lost cornerback Ambry Thomas. They they didn't even give an injury designation on that one. I don't know what it is, what the timetable is for that one, but I that's another guy down. I think it's just too early in the week. For us to get any information, it's probably wouldn't even get anything until probably tomorrow morning. So. Yeah, so those are the ones for any teams that are still playing. Quick notes for Green Bay and Tampa Bay: uh, wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling went down uh, in, early in the green in, in the divisional game. He went down every game. He's tried to attempt to come back. Okay, they should have just, just shut him down for the year. Yeah, I, uh, he failed. David Bakhtiari, he was healthy to, enough to play in Week 18. Got a got pulled in that game before he got injured uh then got a week of rest 
and then wasn't able to suit up for the Green Bay San Francisco game. So don't know what the hell happened there because we were talking last week. They were going to get a lot of horses back, and they did with Zadarius Smith and um, Jair Alexander coming back. And, right. and Alexander, I believe, is the one who got that pick. So it was like, all right, well, <laughs> like that, that that they're gonna get them, and they were get they got Luke Gutsy back, and they got uh supposed to be David Bakhtiari, who actually put out a tweet. He he said he was back, and then he was a scratch for the game. That one was very confusing. Um, and then AJ Dillon e- even went down in this game. He actually fractured his rib, uh, in that game, and that's why he was not able to return. Oh. So, okay, that was huge. Uh, and then for Tampa Bay. Wide receiver Tyler Johnson, he also went down with a rib injury late in that game uh, and did not return. Such a miss. Yeah, that's that. Uh, Let's look at some key headlines. Um, Let's start off. uh, I mentioned it in the the episode about Kansas City versus Buffalo. Uh, This weekend, my goodness, lowest combined margin of victory for any divisional round ever. It previously was 18 this weekend. The the margin of victory was 15 total points with all four, and I think uh, the number is 3.8 was the average margin of victory in each game. Um, And the other thing is, with both the ones going down and Tampa Bay losing, could this be the end of an era with these QBs? We, I think we mentioned it when we, we talked about both it. of them. But I, This could very well be a change in other guards where it's just – yeah, they are, you know, the the Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers of, the, of our league is starting to fade to black. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be immediately, but I think we are at that crossroads now. Um, I, I called it, and I, I wish there was like a prop bet for this that I would have put down. I think we saw Tom Brady in his last Super Bowl and winning his last Super Bowl last year. I don't I don't see him getting over that hump anymore. Yeah, down there. I, yeah, that this ended ended an era. I mean, ended a run. I you know, too short to be an era, but it, it it ended that run, and that's a disruption. Like now they got to do this, you know, as as Mister Arians want to put it, just reload, not a rebuild. You know, yeah. Well, good good luck. You're right back in the boat with in, in the barrel with everybody else. You still gonna have to do some of that salary cap magic and that wizardry you pulled off last year. Right. Um, I'm curious to see. Okay, you did it once. Now you're gonna do it a second year in a row. And now, do you even want to bring everybody necessarily back? Because you're gonna some like any other team. You got to evolve. Some things got to change. Wherever that may be, we'll see where they do that at. Exactly, like, Brady's going to be forty-five at the start of next season. Just you can't go into next season like, yep, you got the, you know, you got the Rams. Yeah, you can say you got Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Well, slow down on both of them two teams. You know what I'm saying? I think that we, I think preseason projections are going to be a lot different than what we was looking at a, a year well, ago. This off season is we got to get to the off season first because uh, there's I mean. a lot going to be happening. And, but and like I said, we, and I'm saying this with a three game caveat that's still sitting looming over our heads right now. Like there's a lot of more football still to be played well, here. Tom Brady even came out and when he was asked about his future, his exact quote is, "We'll just take it day by day." So that's that clear as day is he's already thinking. I think there was a a a leaked quote from from a private conversation uh with Brady um that he was alluding to it before this week that possibly this could be his last run so we'll see how this all plays out it's hard to imagine him going out like that on a, <laughs> but cuz just of from what we know about Tom Brady over the last 23 24 years uh but regardless i mean He's I'm been he, again ten Super Bowl appearances, seven Super Bowl wins. Say, this dude has done everything that when, he possibly could. When it goes could. down to the NFL, it, there's really no um, correlation between great career or great player and some, you know, some you know storybook finish. You yeah. know, it's usually it's just it ends where it ends. You know, and that, I I don't I, I don't put a whole lot of weight into that because that doesn't take that would never supersede. What this man did in his career, for sure. I don't care how he went out; yeah. it doesn't matter. That's not even going to be the lasting impression. No, I'm going to remember exactly what he you did can't, in New England. Yeah, you period. can't. I, I'm There's not no going to correlate because for a guy like Tom Brady, you're right; it doesn't. With for everything that he's done, clearly we're going to remember the the legacy of Tom Brady in in a different light. 
Ben Roethlisberger, though, what two Super Bowls? I know he did one super early in his career. You can stop that right there. The fact that you said he won two Super Bowls, you lost half the room right there. Like he won two Super Bowls. <laughs> you know, most people don't even know that. I, he, I forgot about his first one. <laughs> he he has that same effect. Like, uh, my goodness, come on, man, Terry Bradshaw. It's oh, four yeah. Super Bowls, yeah, but does. never will be missed. It was strictly that defense, and then I'm sure Terry Bradshaw did something on the offensive side of the ball. The kind know? of how we feel about Jim McMahon. That's what I'm saying. He's under, so he's going to be under that kind of guise. And then, of course, we just remember like his last five years more clearly than anything, which wasn't the greatest, you know. But he had a great career, and to to and stick it to all of y'all who wanted to sit there and talk down on Ben Roethlisberger as far as his career. Two Super Bowls, that's one more than I see Aaron Rodgers getting. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not even saying it. And no, no, no. I'm saying, I always bring it yeah. up because it's just it's a baffling me. Like, he's one of the he's, – he he's like that Troy Aikman. Like, he has these three titles. But no one would ever talk to him to put his name in the, in the top, yeah. top category ever. I mean, because well, that's the thing about Aaron Rodgers to me, which I want to get to in a second here. Um, mm-hmm. With him, it's just like, yeah, you've got one Super Bowl, which is huge. Most – most players in the NFL don't get a Super Bowl, which is one Super Bowl is a feat all in itself. But for your caliber of player, you should have two, three, four for the way that you play football like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. And for where people put you on a pedestal, that's the that's the argument. That's not the fact that you only have one because one is hard enough to get by itself. It's the fact that you are a guy that's supposed to propel your team and to propel your offense and, and the rest of the guys around you to be better to go win another one and no, get no, a third. You're absolutely correct. And and then I come with this one, this other stat. Now you have allowed a Russell Wilson and a Patrick Mahomes to at least get to two Super Bowls, and they both oh, got. Yeah, he one. hasn't even been to a second Super Bowl. Yeah, that's the thing that because I could have sworn. He had lost one. And I I'm know. like, there's no. nowhere in there. I'm like, oh, did I imagine He never made it? it. He's never made it back. And I was like, okay, now I have to properly start assessing Because Russell that. Wilson knocked him out. Thank you. And Russell Wilson has been there. To- and Russell Wilson should have too. Oh, no, moving on. <laughs> Russell That's Wilson, a whole other Russell Wilson had, had a whole other life <laughs> set, for, set up for him. This is not a Russell Wilson part of the episode. He had a whole other life set up for him, and it just got derailed completely. Oh, now he's, God. On, he's on the B side of TVA, his life. TVA, alternate timeline, Loki style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, there's a variance. Time variance has just happened here. I mean, this is... Oh, horrible. how the world would be different. It would. Uh, one play. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, though, because yeah. this was honestly probably his last game as a Packer. And the reason, and I alluded to it in the last episode, it's not because Aaron Rodgers might not want to come back. I think that this season they ha- definitely have repaired that relationship there for the most part with just communication because mm-hmm. that was one of the biggest things is that like they, they drafted a quarterback that year without even talking to Tom Brady. Like he, I mean, not Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers rather. Like they, <laughs> there wasn't even a conversation that was held. He had no idea what was happening. He I mean, he didn't ask for it, but it was just like, that's one of those things where like, even Chicago, when we went to go draft Justin Fields, they called Andy Dalton and said, hey, we're taking Justin Fields here, just so you know, like, that that's just a respect thing for your your number one quarterback. That, that That's in a quarterback of his ta- caliber. That's a dude that you give that notice to like, hey, mm-hmm. we are drafting this guy here, just so you know, just so you're aware. And it's even the fact that he didn't even know that that was a thought that was passing through their head. It wasn't even a conversation that was had. That was the number one thing. Um, But regardless of that, the issue is (laughs) Rodgers has made it clear, like I said last in the last episode, he is not keen on playing through a rebuild. He he made that very clear in his post game press conference with uh, uh, with the media there. Green Bay. As currently constructed, with the guys that are already going to be a free agent and whatnot, they're already forty plus million dollars over the cap this year. <laughs> oh wow! They have no money. They have to. They're going to have to do what the Saints did this past season, and they're going to have to cut a lot of contracts. Mm. And if they cut Aaron Rodgers' contract and don't get anything back from him, that's an indictment on itself because I think Aaron Rodgers is set to make, I think, over $46 million this year, guaranteed. 
but it's not going to be a dead cap hit this year. So hopefully, I mean, that that is the, the sentiment there. Mm-hmm. So it is opening up him the opportunity to get traded, but that's just one thing for them to trade him. Now you still have to replace a lot of money in other areas where like you have to create some cap space for this rebuild. Or if you're going to go into full fledged rebuild, you're about to go out there and trot out um, Jordan Love literally with Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon and Alan Lazard. No, not even Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard is, I think, is going to be a restricted free agent. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, is he? I know, he might be a free agent too. I'm not sure, but if he's restricted, then he's not. Alan it can be matched. It for, can be matched, but do they have the money to match that? You don't know how much money that that contract is going to be. Yeah, is he worth matching? So, like, they're in a they are <sighs> in a cap strap situation where they don't have they they really don't have a lot of freedom here, and it's going to come down to does Aaron Rodgers say, "Hey, I want to come back for at least a year," or does Aaron Rodgers say, "Hey, it's it, this is over." We tried, didn't work. I'm moving on, right? And so, Green Bay is in a situation where I, I just, I don't, I don't see it from the Green Bay side how they can go ahead and and find the money to keep him, and I don't see where why Aaron Rodgers would want to stay for what's about to happen because if he stays, they have no money. If they, if he leaves, they have no money. What's the? He, the Green Bay is in a lose lose situation, and all those fans, all those cheeseheads. <laughs> they're going to be real sad the second that they see him go. So that's that. And then I do appreciate the fact that he said that he is not going to drag this, this, this whole situation out. He said, he's going to take a few, take a, take a step back. He's going to speak with some people in green Bay and within his personal core group. And he's going to figure out what he's going to do. And he's, he's looking to make a decision pretty quickly here. And he's going to make that decision and move forward. Whereas Tom Brady, he might be the one to drag this out, and that might be the topic of conversation for quite some time because I do believe Tom Brady only has one year left on his deal anyway. So if he decides to retire, it's not really that big of a deal for Tampa Bay. Financially, it's big for them because they don't have a freaking quarterback. But financially, <laughs> they, they're not going to be in the in a cap-strap situation or anything like that. Right. That would be one of those things that they could magic wizardry make that go away. So Hey, there's always a... Jameis Winston hey, looming. Hey, go, go good and back. Bring him back. <laughs> 5,000 yards. I mean, he's got to reconstruct that knee, but. You know, a couple more weapons. I'm like, yeah, we, it's, that should be good for 10 wins. Yeah. So, I mean, Tampa Bay is in a much prettier situation than Green Bay is right now. So, yeah. uh, I I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think for Tom Brady, it's a matter of just does, does Giselle say yay? Yeah, you can go back for one more. <laughs> 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 okay. So, um, in other news, uh, Kansas City, uh, they went ahead and cut wide receiver Josh Gordon today. <laughs> yes, I heard. <laughs> uh, but it's not really one of those things where they don't they don't want him because apparently what they're trying to do is once he, they're hoping for one that he clears waivers. If he clears waivers, they're going to try to sign him back to their practice squad so that they do still have him in the building. So. I think they are also trying to clear space for uh, a different uh, DB uh, uh, for him to be able to come back. Or no, might have been it was a defensive player they were trying to uh, get off the practice squad uh, who's healthy enough to play. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, Philadelphia. Saunders. Yeah, Saunders. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philadelphia GM. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he has finally made some sort of a statement on Jalen Hurts. Okay. This is news. It is news. He fully expects Jalen Hurts to be the starter for 2022. It's not a commitment. It's not, hey, we're going wholeheartedly in with him. But it is a step in the right direction for Philly as an organization to say, we're backing this guy as our guy moving forward. And I'm, hey, they need to back it with those draft picks. If they draft a goddamn quarterback instead of fixing the rest of that offense. And that's what was playing in my head until the, until the draft, of course. Yeah, I know. So that that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I said. It's not a full-fledged commitment to mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts because uh, until they use those first three picks, I mean, you can go get a guy in rounds three, four, five if you want to, but first round, those three picks have to go to guys that can make plays this year because there's not a quarterback in this draft that is going to make a true franchise-altering 
if they're smart impact to your team. If they're smart. They're using all three of those picks to really bolster up that defense. Yeah. You know, seriously, like you got offensive weapons. They I'm need like, to figure out a way to get rid of Jalen Rager. Yeah. And I'm like, you you can piecework the offense. You got enough you got you got your blueprint in place, but you you gonna have to yeah, they gotta address that defense because that it's, it's a joke. Yeah, because whatever you're trying to get out of the, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, you're not going to find it in the first two rounds that's going to magically propel your offense. It's yeah. just not. So, you know, draft smart. Y'all, y'all got about a couple of years to get back in. You know, they just kind of one of those middle-of-the-road teams. This, this is what the middle-of-the-road teams do. You know, it's not Stupid based stuff. on – Stupid you, you, stuff. Right. You're just trying to keep pace right now. You know, you're not going to be number 18 today and number two tomorrow. It's just, no, you got to. You're not Tampa Bay. You, yeah, you got <laughs> you got a season or two. Exactly. And, and you're not getting that caliber of talent just to show up at your doorstep. All not five, six guys with their bags waiting. You, not going to happen. Yeah, thank you. You're lucky if you get one. You talking about six? No. Not with, I mean, I mean, I. Two years if I'm away. a guy out there on the offensive side, yeah, I'm looking at Jalen Hurts. It's like, yeah, he could be a guy in a couple of years, but there's still other guys in the league right now in better situations that are that are closer to being a year away than you guys are. So exactly, go out there, fix the the rest of the team, put up a situation, and then really put pieces around Jalen Hurts as much as possible to truly find out if he's your guy moving forward. Because if you put pieces around him that you know are going to be good pieces and he doesn't elevate his game or elevate the game of the others around him, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you know. Then you can move on. But you don't have the pieces around him, and he looked damn good this year for, for not having any pieces around him. So let's see what he's got. Right. Um, a last thing before we get to some of the uh, NFL hiring process uh, that some news has begun to come out in. Um, I mentioned it before. I'm just going to reiterate it one more time. I mentioned it in that Buffalo, Kansas City uh, episode. Fully expect for there to be a rule change under consider uh, under consideration for overtime this offseason. Just <laughs> be prepared. That is going to be topic of conversation in this offseason during that uh that league meeting time of the year just before we get ready for uh OTAs and and uh the NFL draft and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Once all that stuff is going down, NFL draft is done, OTAs begin. We start getting into mini camps area when they start getting when those when the owners start coming back from their vacations, fully expect that to be one of the things that's put on the floor for them. That that's going to be a topic of conversation. You're going to hear a uh, Adam Schefter, a, a oh, Ted. Uh, we're saying around about early June. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. It's go- It's going to be conversation this summer. Be prepared and <laughs> make your make your voices heard. If you want to keep it the same. Make your voices heard. Try to petition. Do whatever you want. If you want to see some changes, do the same thing because you got to be loud about it because the NFL is going to do what what they think the fans want. And if you don't say what you want, they're just going to do what they think is best. And we clearly know they clearly don't know how to make rules. <laughs> right. So that's that. Let's talk about the hiring process because a few guys have been hired. A few guys have been fired in this past week. And there has been uh, quite a bit of uh, motion in these interview uh, processes. So um, let's start with the rumor. I don't know if you saw this headline today, but it was actually quite interesting to me. It's something that I mentioned a couple weeks ago. New Orleans head coach Sean Payton future is quite uncertain in New Orleans right now. Owner Gail Benson confirmed she has no idea what Sean Payton's plans are moving forward. That's interesting. Uh, apparently he was supposed to be back this past weekend. Um, after they had like a week off for, apparently he was supposed to be back for some coaches, just meetings and whatever. And he wasn't in Gail Benson said, yeah, we don't know what is happening. Um, we're not quite sure, but, we haven't gotten confirmation either way what he is planning to do, whether he wants to retire, wants to stay with this and, and rebuild, or if he wants to be elsewhere. Um, but he is under contract through 2024. So if he is going to want to continue coaching outside of New Orleans specifically, they will have to conduct a trade. 
Dallas, don't hire anybody until you see Sean Payton hmm. make his decision on what he wants to do. Payton to, to Dallas. That's, that's interesting. That will that would fix everything Dallas has an issue with. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I went, if he brings I, his staff with I him. I went ham about Jerry Jones, so I said maybe. Yeah, fair. You're right. So I get it. That sounds great. But, yeah, I have to see how this how this works with it, with, it, with, it, with the likes of a Jerry Jones. Yeah. So that was my only thing. But that I, is very interesting. Because I, I, I brought it up a few weeks ago about Sean Payton to Dallas, and I was shot down real quick about it. But it's actually a real thing. It's a real possibility with him not making uh, – making it known that he's ready to come back for 2022 with the New Orleans That's Saints. That's shocking as an organization. If you're New Orleans, I'm like, if I'm a fan, I'm just about ready to put the brown paper bag back over my <laughs> no. head because that's, that's the direction. I, no, I get I'm not, no, yeah. Look, you, Peyton's out of there. You have just severely diminished the value of Alvin Kamara. I'm just... You I diminished just, the value of that franchise. You, you do. I, I just <laughs> wanted to start there because this is like... I, you know, and that's not taking nothing away from Alvin Kamara. Like he should be able to be successful wherever he goes. But I just like, man, that is too much of a change. And he has been such an integral part of this offense and this organization to the point where he leaves. That has to directly affect you. It has to, you know, in a negative way. You know, did not. I'm not looking for some, you know, some some underdog story with this guy. But my point being is. That is a devastating move. You can't lose your coach. Yeah. Not a coach of that caliber. Um, yeah. there, there. Give me a short list of people that can actually. If I replaced him, I'll be, I'll be fine with that. Or we will be in a much better place. That's a very small list. Whatever that list may be, consist of. There's not a lot of names where I'm just gonna be like, you give me these ten guys, I'll put them any day over. I can't say that, you know. And so to hear that, that's shocking. Now say New Orleans. Is in is forced to trade him, and Sean Payton says the only place I'm going is Dallas. I'll uh, that's the only team I'll re- resign for. Mm-hmm. If you are New Orleans, do you take a a trade with a couple of picks, sending Sean Payton over there? You've been receiving back a couple of picks from Dallas and Mike McCarthy. Oh, no, nah, that's deal killer. <laughs> so, but- the fact that you said and Mike McCarthy, the fact that you had to just throw him in at the deck. <laughs> nope, that that's okay. Because I was waiting, I was waiting to see where you were going. With that. <laughs> nah, I, I'd rather, I'd rather I'll rather take I'll, your chances with a new coach. I'll, maybe even stay in house and take a coordinator and just promote mm-hmm. him over. I I would not get Mike McCarthy. <laughs> I'm just sorry. That no. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that. That's my coach. We had a couple of hires this past week as well. Um, starts off with uh, the the coaching realm not a head coach no head coaching positions filled but carolina filled their off uh, their uh offensive coordinator position ben mcadoo <laughs> grabbed him uh from obscurity i don't even know where he's at right now but i do know that he was trash in new york with the giants so i don't know what they saw in him as the the offensive coordinator or what offensive mind they thought they were getting but this is the man who benched Eli Manning and ended his streak just to take on Geno Smith for a week. They didn't even want to play Kyle Lalletta. They wanted to go with fresh out of New York Jets Geno Smith, who still hadn't proven anything good until he got to Seattle, Geno mm-hmm. Smith. So th- these are the de- this is the decision-making New York's going with, and or sorry, Carolina, rather, is going with. And this hire to me puts a real big damper on my thoughts on Matt Rule. I really like Matt Rule all the way up until this, but this one is just this is just bad decision making in my opinion. I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping there's something in Ben McAdoo that I'm I'm missing. Mm-hmm. But from everything that I've seen, this is just a bad hire, and this is about to, this is. This is about to end as as poorly as it ended in Jacksonville. Uh yeah. We we the fact that it's this deep in the playoffs and we're having a conversation about the Giants. Yeah. 
in me. That just nothing's changed. This is again. Well, it's right. Carolina hired him. He's oh, from okay. the Giants. Carolina oh, hired him as the offensive Carolina coordinator. Carolina is the offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Former New York Giants head coach. No, no, is I, the, I, now I, I, the I, I, offensive coordinator in Carolina. Yes, I do remember this guy. Oh gosh. Crash. Carolina. Yes, Carolina <laughs> is regressing and regressing fast. Yeah. I just um, don't like it. I, they're free falling. I'm just waiting to see when do y'all stop hitting the branches and just <laughs> land on the ground and finally figure out where you all are because. I, I, man, I'm not comfortable, and with this fan base, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of this. I'm like, oh my god, we are in purgatory right now. Like, what direction are we going in? Because they're just free falling, you know. So uh, that 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 move and that signing would not give me any confidence personally. It's just Carolina. You're gonna have to look, y'all. Seemingly were very aggressive last offseason, and now y'all have come done like a damn 180. Yeah, it's not good. I don't like it. No, I don't either. Um, Well, speaking of the Giants, the Giants also made the first hiring uh, of the GM variety. Um, They went ahead and signed former Buffalo executive Joe Schoen uh, to be their new GM. So hmm. that's huge. I think, uh, I mean, Buffalo has been building a, I mean, we, we just saw what Buffalo is and what, what Joe Schoen has helped build over there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he can bring that to, to uh, the, the New York Giants, that's, that'll be a major step up. I, I, I'll say this. Joe Schoen is unproven as being the GM. He's never been a GM for it, but he has been in the front office of a, of a, of a franchise that we've, we've just seen be very, very successful. Mm-hmm. So if he can bring whatever magic that they had over there in Buffalo to New York, this is New York's first step in the right direction. Sorry, the Giants, not the Jets. Giants' <laughs> first step in the right direction uh, into getting back into that contention with they, that they had with the, the Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning era. So they, they need to start to – this could be, the, with, with a few more correct things – this could be the changing of the guard for the Giants. Uh, I could have sworn, and I'm to back up what you're saying. I could have sworn I was hearing this on the radio, and I've been sitting there searching online. And I'm not seeing it right now, so I think this might just be speculatory. But this Mike Vrabel thing in the Giants, that was a conversation. I'm like, hmm. what is that? Some validity in that? I don't know where you got that. I I haven't heard that, so that's that's, I heard that's this news on, to me. I heard this on satellite radio. So gotcha. it was, I don't, I'm not sure if this was just somebody giving an opinion. It sounded like there was there was some noise that there was. He took a meeting with the Giants. So I'm okay. like, I, I can't, but I'm not seeing anything online. So yeah. I I and I know it's Monday, so stories are not fully developed. You know, again, I don't see why he's about to be named coach of the year for Tennessee. So I, I don't see why he would take any job with with a rebuilding New York. That's Giants why I didn't, team. That, when I get that, I'm like, are you talking about the guy in Tennessee? Yeah, you know, like so. so I'm not sure. So I I just wanted to mention that. You know, I'm still looking, but yeah. I'm, I'm not finding much. So I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I'll keep my eye just, out. But what they were discussing, right? I think, but I, I was saying this is going to be one of those moves that. This could be this. I mean, it's a very big could. Like we have no idea, <laughs> but this could be that changing of the guard for them because th- this is definitely. I don't have a problem with this hire. That I'll say that. Whereas with Carolina, definitely don't like the Ben McAdoo hire. Mm-hmm. This one, this this could work for for the Giants, and it. I think that it's definitely. It's a change up from Dave Gettleman, which already in itself is an improvement. So. Mm-hmm. Congrats to them. Uh, let's good luck to you guys with that, and hopefully you guys can figure out what you're doing with the with, with the head coach at this point. Um, and we'll see what Joe Schoen's first move is by seeing who he hires to be the head coach there. So that's going to be uh, priority number one over there uh, for Joe Schoen. Um, couple of firings that happened. Uh, well, departures from their 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 teams uh pittsburgh defensive coordinator keith butler uh he decided to retire um he, he's not lo- no longer going to be over there yep. um seattle defensive coordinator kid norton was fired last week that's a scapegoat move if i've ever seen it yeah we, we made a quick <laughs> quick quick uh, reference to that yeah uh in baltimore uh just uh i think yesterday 
uh, or sometime over this past weekend, Baltimore fired defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Hmm. That one was surprising to me. I did not see that one coming by any stretch of imagination. It felt like Baltimore's problems this year were injuries, not the defense not being good enough. Yeah, but they, I mean, I will, in fairness, say that they have a standard like most teams don't. You know, that's fair. So, <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> you know, so even in injuries, hmm, so too bad. That's a part of the equation. Yeah. So, you know, get right. out of here. Fair enough. Um, Let's go ahead and just give a quick little update for some of these teams that are going through their hiring process. Um, starting with Chicago, um, head coach wise, uh, they've interviewed a lot of guys. Um, Todd Bowles, Jim Caldwell, Brian Dable, Matt Eberflus. Uh, Brian Flores, Leslie Frazier, Nathaniel Hackett, Byron, Byron Lefwich, uh, Doug Peterson, Dan Quinn, all have been hired. Um, Dan Quinn, Matt Eberflus, and Jim Caldwell are all being called back for second in- interviewing opportunities. Uh, Saints defensive coordinator Dennis Allen has been requested to get his first interview in Chicago as well. Um, so there's a lot of moving parts here. Bill Polian is actually really uh, pushing for Chicago to go after Matt Eberflus and a uh, in tandem with Morocco Brown. Um, mm. So kind of a indie heavy uh, situation. But uh, Matt Eberflus, to me, I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, the only issue is that we... I mean, he's a defensive guy. He's a defensive coordinator. Um, but typically, defensive coordinators have really good offenses, and Chicago's not in the best offensive situation right now. So uh, there's going to be have to be a lot of rebuilding across the board, um, and I guess that's where Morocco Brown would come in. Uh, but I, I, I just don't see that being the, the, the best uh, situation. But, hey, if they're going to listen to Bill Polian, go ahead. I, I, I really don't have an issue with it being with the fact that we're not just taking uh, George McCaskey's non-football brain and letting him make all the decisions. If it's a Bill Bullion, like he he really feels like uh, Matt Eberflus and Morocco Brown are going to be the guys to lead us out of mm-hmm. this purgatory of crap, and especially in a time where now the NFC North can be wide the hell open. Right. If it all plays out yeah. right. <laughs> Yeah, just please leave. <laughs> uh, but if, if that's the case, then yeah, I, I, I fine. And I, and I really don't have a problem with Matt Eberflus, regardless uh, if he's in tandem with Bill Bowling or not. Matt Eberflus, is, he's been the defensive coordinator of one of the top 10 defenses over the last five years in Indianapolis. He's just been year in and year out, just putting together a stud defense that just literally cannot be stopped. Um, it's really hard to score against them unless you're Jacksonville, apparently. Um, <laughs> right. Jacksonville in week in the last week of the season. Uh, but regardless, I, I really think that they do have a good situation over there, and so I wouldn't have a problem with him being the guy. I really don't know anything about these GMs, so I really don't know who I, who I would really target there. I just want a guy who is – I want a guy in the GM position who just knows football um Rocco Brown he is a guy who he's been the coach director of college scouting and the Colts have had a really good draft the last few years so I really don't have an issue with it um so that's one thing but just a guy that knows knows football is all I really care about there the the head coach if you're going to go with a guy who's not offensive minded I want a guy who is a culture builder Hmm. I want a completely different culture in Chicago I want just the mindset to be different I, I the the overall just feeling in in the acceptance of mediocrity in Chicago that needs to frickin' end. That is where I'm just like that needs to be no more. We're never going to win another championship if we if we don't get that mess out of the organization. I haven't gotten that sentiment since the days of when uh, Lovey Smith showed up. I know, and he made his. Green Bay we Packers fired him after a 10 and 6 season. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No need to tell me. I mean, just making a point that that's type of that's that that's the type of inspiration I'm looking for when I see when a new coach cuz you you listed off the names and some of the names are fine but is that going to be a good fit for Chicago? Is all I want. You know, cuz if it's not, it doesn't matter who it is cuz you know, I don't want another John Fox situation. Where I'm highly excited, but for whatever reasons and no, the circumstances, the, it 
all things just went to hell. No, the man. issue with John Fox, John Fox was building a culture in the locker room that I really liked. Those guys were fighting for him. Whereas they had just they wouldn't as a, a front office and organization, they wouldn't give him the pieces that he said that he needed to go ahead and move forward in into win football games. The the that that was a year kind of like how Detroit is this past season, mm-hmm. where Detroit they fought tooth and nail for MCDC over there. They've Chicago fought for John Fox. The players did. But they just would not I mean John Fox came out and said, "Hey, I have been I've been petitioning Deshaun Watson needs to be the guy that we go draft." And no, we're going to listen to Ryan Pace, who I I don't really know where the hell his football acumen comes from. But they go ahead and they they listen to him and he's he's all gung-ho for uh Mitch Trubisky and that clearly was the wrong guy. So neither here nor there. Um those are the those are the names. I know they got some guys wow. for second interviews. And Mitch Trubisky is a free agent now. If Again, he had a year under his belt. He's going to be on the market. I just want to throw that out I, there. Wherever Brian Dable goes, watch Matt watch Mitch Trubisky. That's interesting. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there cuz I mean, that name's not dead just yet. No. And it shouldn't be. Mitch Trubisky wasn't horrible. It's just he didn't fit that situation, and he has. There was a lot of things that went wrong there. His development under Brian Dable, I think, could be huge, and because it's the same no, thing. That's fine. Because you, you do you remember Josh Allen's first year? Everybody was saying that he was a bust. Yeah, I remember because. Uh, and Brian Dable came over there, and he just he completely reinvented this kid because he was not. Anything what you've seen in this first year, you absolutely was, not. He was just another one of them names. Just the like, only thing that you could correlate from Josh Allen's first year to what he's just been doing just in that past game is his running ability. But his his ability to read defenses, make the throws, and and to have the confidence to zip a ball into a tight window, that is all come from his development with Brian Dable. Gotcha. So that's the thing. If 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 that's still happening in a in at a lesser capacity with Mitch Trubisky, I'm saying it. Watch Mitch Trubisky whenever Brian Dable moves, whether if he does move or if he stays in in Buffalo. If he stays in Buffalo, I would I would assume Mitch Trubisky might want to stay the backup over there until Brian Dable moves. So okay, that's that. All right. Um, some yeah. other teams, uh, Denver. They are going through their inter- interview process. They actually have this listed as there's a couple of finalists for them. Um, and one of them is a name that should be on that list, but it's not. Um, Eric Bieniemy. he has completed his interview uh, with, with the Denver Broncos. Uh, Brian Callahan from the Bengals, the offensive coordinator, he, they interviewed with him. Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator. Luke Getze, uh, Packers QB coach. Um, Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett. Um, he's coming back for a second interview. Green Bay's uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Gerard Mayo, uh, the Patriots inside linebacker coach. Uh, they they've interviewed with him. Kellen Moore has gotten an interview. Uh, offensive coordinator for Dallas. Um, and a couple of finalists for this job is Kevin O'Connell, apparently, uh, Rams offensive coordinator, and Dan Quinn, uh, Cowboys defensive coordinator. Hmm. The fact that they don't have, I mean, it might be because. He, they're still alive in the playoffs that he's not a finalist yet. Mm-hmm. But if they hire somebody before they get a chance at doing a second interview with Eric Bieniemy, that's just, that's, that's deplorable. Yeah. We, we, we're going to see how this goes. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's really going to take off in the next few weeks. But we should finally be getting to that place where waiting for that first shoe to drop someone to hire somebody well to- i think we're going to see that this sometime this week before mm-hmm. uh we get football on uh, on sunday um but it's just a matter of who what team is it going to be i mean there's so many teams that it could be houston they've got five guys that they've they've done interviews with uh it started with heinz ward josh mccown that's what i mean it's just making that first initial hire and then it's just gonna just start the thing is the short list for every team is different so it's like it doesn't it's not really like this is the first year that i've really seen outside of tampa bay's coordinators and uh, buffalo's coordinators um it's really looking like there's not really going to be a real domino to drop it's just a decision hmm. to okay I we want you. Do you want to be with us? Type of thing is kind of the situation that I'm looking at because Houston's list: Jonathan Gannon, Joe Lombardi, Josh McCown, Heinz Ward's. Three of those, three of those four names aren't on anybody else's list. Mm. 
<laughs> so and then they also have Brian Flores and Jonathan Gannon is on maybe one or two other teams list. So and Brian Flores is on just about everybody's list, but that it's just weird to see so many different names on on so many different uh with so many different guys. I mean, guys like Todd Bowles, Jim Caldwell, Matt Eberflus, Nathaniel Hackett, Brian Leftwich, Kellen Moore, Doug Quinn. Those are all guys obviously if all of those guys are getting hired, yes, those will be the domino type shoes to drop. Like, well, okay, mm-hmm. he was our first option, but he went there, so we got to go with our second option. I don't see that happening too much because there's so many different names on everybody's list. Um, that's Jacksonville's list, basically. And they're also uh, got Daryl Bevel, their uh, interim head coach over there. Uh, Vegas has made a couple of uh, interviews. Um, they've interviewed with Rich Basaccia just immediately after the season was over. Uh, they also are planning on interviewing with Patriots uh, linebacker coach Gerard Mayo. Uh, they also have general manager interviews to do, and it looks like they might be trying to hire their GM first before they continue the head coaching search. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, done interviews with Trey Brown, um, Champ Kelly, and Dan Dave Zeigler, um, Bears assistant player personnel. Champ Kelly is uh, Dave Zeigler as uh, the director of player personnel for the Patriots and a Bengal scout is Trey Brown. Ed Dodds is the assistant GM for the Colts. Um, he's scheduled to do an interview with Vegas as well. Uh, Miami puts a few uh, names on their list. Um, Thomas Brown, Rams assistant head coach, a, a name that's not on anybody else's list. Uh, Brian Dayball and Les- Leslie Frazier from Buffalo. Vance Joseph, who's not on anybody else's list. Um, uh, Mike McDaniel, who also is not on anybody else's list, and then Kellen Moore and Dan Quill, Quinn out of Dallas. Um, Minnesota, they've got quite the list. <laughs> Todd Bowles, Jonathan Gannon, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Kellen Moore, Kevin O'Connell, Dan Quinn, uh, and then they have D'Amico Ryans, who I haven't seen on anybody else's list, and Raheem Morris uh, as well, uh, Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris's, and 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. It looks like they might be gearing up to possibly go defense heavy again. Think so? I mean, one, two, three, four, five out of the eight names are defensive minded hmm. coaches. So we'll see. Possibly see what they do there. Um they're also interviewing um general managers at the same time. Uh Brown's vice president of football operations. They they're doing a second interview with him and then Ryan Poles, uh, the Chiefs executive director of player personnel. Um, then they've got guys like, uh, John, uh, John Spittick, uh, Elliot Wolf, um, Brandon Brown, Glenn Cook, Monty Austinfort, uh, Catherine Raish, um, just names across the board for GM positions, mm-hmm. uh, basically picking guys out of the executive positions in various different places. Giants, they've got quite the list. Uh, Lou Anaruma, the Bengals defensive coordinator. Did not know the Bam, the the Bengals defensive coordinator's name uh, before this. Uh, <laughs> Brian Dable, Brian Flores, Leslie Frazier, um, Pat Graham, who is their defensive coordinator. They might be, like you were saying, looking uh, higher from inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Dan Quinn. So there's a the, it seems like the Dallas, Buffalo, and Tampa Bay is going to be your recurring recurring guys, and Nathaniel Hackett as well. Um, but then Pittsburgh, they're interviewing defensive coordinators. Uh, they're looking to see if they can go get Patrick Graham out of uh, uh, New York as well. Mm-hmm. He's really the only person on their list at the moment, or rumored to be on their list anyway. Um, and then Seattle, again, uh, they're looking at Joe Witt, uh, the Cowboys secondary coach. So might be looking like Seattle is trying to uh, turn their defense into a, a turnover-making defense. Is That's what I saw when I saw that move. Interesting. Um, so we'll see what they do with that there. But um, those are really, uh, right now, is what those situations are looking like. I'd be shocked if we didn't get our first uh, head coach hiring anyway this week. I, that would That would be shocking to me, especially because this is the first season that you were able to do interviews two weeks before um, mm-hmm. the the season ended. Mm-hmm. So you would expect that there would be hiring sooner, but it now is 
the first hiring still is is now a week behind what it was back last year before <laughs> before the new rule. So a little bit weird, a little bit wonky, and we'll see how that uh, will end up shaking out. But any thoughts on any of those there? No, I just want to wait. It's too many names, too much going on. Yeah, there's, there's been a lot no of names. hires, and you know it's just. I'm not gonna chime in so this really gets off the ground. It's just a little, still a little bit too early to say. I guess. I mean, we still do have a full season, and I know this is kind of some off-season stuff. And other teams are off-season technically, even though the season still off-season and full swing <laughs> yeah, for, so for most teams in the NFL. It, it's just a weird, it's All a weird before. time <laughs> right now. Like, man, look here, I'm focusing over here. I know the Bears need a, co- a, a running. I mean, a head coach and, and a GM, but. I'm over at these games right now. You still got Kansas City in the race, so exactly. Of I'm at these games, so I'm just like I'm not even there yet. Like I said, for for most people, we're there. There's a lot of there's a lot of fan bases that are really really focused on the off season already. So as they should be, as they should. Be. <laughs> All right, I'm getting there. I'm just getting there a little later than most. So. And that's perfectly fine.